some of those items at the salad bar too. They got lettuce, tomatoes, a tub of chocolate pudding. <laughs> Who's putting chocolate pudding on their salad? What is this, Fear Factor? Oh, that's a good show. I like that show. It's neat. It's hard to eat healthy. It's too expensive, too. You should have this salad for 12 bucks or these eight hamburgers for a nickel. Sorry, salad. Most health food gets corrupted anyway. You know, like the granola bar, that's been completely corrupted. Because you know, initially some guy was like, hey, kids are eating candy bars, right? All we gotta do is shape granola like a candy bar. Kids will eat the granola. And then like a week later, uh, Bill, kids are not eating these granola bars. What? All you gotta do is put chocolate chips in the granola bar. Kids will eat the granola. Uh, Bill, kids are picking the chocolate chips out of the granola bar. Hey, all you gotta do is cover it in chocolate. Get rid of the freaking granola. I get tell you, do He's gonna be sued by kudos. When did the mafia get involved in granola? Looking up, Rod. Mutiny's clearly rolling in it. They don't need any more money from us. All right, welcome to uh, Watch and Learn. My name's Mikhail. I'm filling in for Capital P. You might have noticed I'm not Capital P, who uh, whose appearance has been described by Justin Creasy as the world's most adorable gangbanger. I, I think that's pretty spot on. I love it. Uh, I feel like I have a totally different look, like maybe a Klansman with a 401k, I guess. But uh, let me assure you, I am just as woke as capital P, or, uh, or not woke, but I'm awake. I'm, I'm just as awake as capital P. Uh, he can't make it today, so my name is Mikhail. We're going to be doing Watch and Learn. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so this is my first time uh, hosting a Watch and Learn at Music City, uh, at Mutiny, Mutiny Radio. I know where I am. Come on, guys. And uh, it's a really great experience. Um, I run a monthly show at Piano Fight, and uh, our next show is on May 31st. And make sure you come to that show, and uh, I'll make sure that you're booked on the next show. Does that make sense? Cool. So Capital P came to the last one, which was like two weeks ago, and uh, he, I was hosting that as well. And uh, so he noticed that um, my hosting skills need a lot of work, you know, so he, uh, he recommended that I do some of these uh, watch and learns. Um, so it's going to be more of like a negative example. Like if you guys watch me very closely, you'll see exactly what not to do <laughs> to run a really successful show. Uh, this is uh, being broadcast on internet radio and I've uh, 
had my appearance described to me many times as being really optimal for uh, radio. Um, yeah, so I'm not very funny, guys. I don't know if you guys can tell. Uh, the bad news is I'm not very funny, but the good news is I don't have much material, so I'm really almost done. Just uh, bear with me here. Uh, this is being recorded. We can download these after, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow or something. Take some time. Uh, some comics get a little bit uh, nervous when their sets get recorded, right? They're worried maybe somebody far away is going to steal my jokes, right? And I used to worry about that too, which is why I only write really shitty jokes. Yeah, I dare you to steal one of these. They are, they are garbage. Um, so, um, nevertheless, is a word. Never the more isn't a word. Never more is a word, but nevertheless isn't. Nevertheless, awkward is an awkward word. Unusual has an unusual amount of U's in it. Weird is normal in San Francisco, but it's still spelled weirdly, and uh, nobody likes to spend time with me. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, my super hot girlfriend who definitely exists. She got really upset with me when I started shaving my head, and she said, Mikhail, would you still be with me if I shaved my head, right? Like, of course I said, of course. Right? Because even though I am super official, uh, I'm also dishonest. Um, so I like words, but I don't like sports. Even though sports is a word, uh, sports are absurd, and I'll prove it with words. Um, for instance, golf, right? Golfing is absurd because it's the only time when being subpar is a good thing. Hmm? It's a little inside baseball about baseball. Baseball should never be played inside. Uh, and then football. What, football is one of the most absurd sports I can think of because, um, you know, it's more American than any game could ever hope to be, right? And if you're wondering, Mikhail, what makes football so uniquely American? Let me explain it. Uh, it's not just the hypocrisy between its wholesome image on the one hand and the actual reality on the other of a bunch of millionaires giving each other brain damage so a bunch of semi-naked ladies can sell a semi-literate audience more hamburgers and car insurance. No, that's not it. Nor is it the basic denials of the uh, scientific, inconvenient scientific findings or the existence of racism, right? Uh, but we're getting warmer. The thing that makes uh, football the most American of all games is the fact that there are approximately 8 billion people uh, on the planet. And of those approximately 8 billion people on the planet, approximately 8 billion of them agree that football is a different game. Yeah. Yeah, the one where you use your foot to kick the ball. That's right. But think of what this semantic confusion produces. Anytime any of these approximately 8 billion people need to refer to our game of football, they have to do so as American football. Holy Lord. All right. This is, uh, that was less of a joke and more of a, you know, an exercise, a little uh, educational truth. exercise. Speaking truth. Speaking <laughs> truth about football and soccer. We're going we're gonna to do lots of that throughout this show. Um, so... Uh, didn't anybody catch the uh, the Warriors game last night? Yeah. Yeah. The good guys won. Warriors won. Um, I'm not sure who they were playing against, but I think it was the end of the series. Uh, yeah, and then there's one more series, I think. 
I don't know who it's going to be, but anyway, I was watching it on uh, ESPN's, uh, you know, their their like online version because I don't have like actual cable TV. I'm not a monster. Uh, so I was watching it and, and I couldn't tell like what was more vomitous, right? Like the um, the basketball backboard cameras. Did, did, did anybody watch the game on ESPN at a bar? Okay, you watch it at a bar, it looks normal because it's like ESPN. But if you watch it at home and you're streaming it, it looks ridiculous. Uh, it, all the cameras are like behind the backboard. It's a really weird, um, it gives you motion sickness. Uh, but I'm not sure what was more vomitous, that, that strange camera situation or uh, the uh, incessant advertisements to join the Marines. Uh, are you aggressive? Do you like to win? Because <laughs> join the Marines, we're going to bomb people. All right, so uh, that, that does it for my intro bit. Uh, my name's Mikhail, those were my jokes. Uh, we got a really funny lineup. First up, coming to the stage, close friend of mine, please welcome Murad Shaki. Thank you, Mikhail. Uh, very positive energy from that man, and very low energy from this man. Uh, Need to take a shit. I'm really high. Wasn't planning on doing a set, uh, but I'm down. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I'm gonna overcome this adversity because uh, I overcame my mom's IUD. I, uh, I, I know adversity when I seen it. Really, I'm the real one percent. Uh, yeah. Um, as a true story, my uh, mom got an IUD, and I was like, fuck that noise. I'm, I'm puffing out. This is my time. Um, also, let's not glaze over the fact, uh, besides beating an IUD, I also beat millions of sperm right before then. Uh, so I think that's pretty doubly, doubly impressive. Also, let's not glaze over the fact that I use the word glaze in, res in reference to my father's seed. Uh, and I think that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, they named me Murad, which means wished for in Arabic, which is kind of lame. Also, weird thing to wish for, I would have wished for a billion dollars or a son with marketable skills. Uh, they got me instead. Also, my dad's name is Hashem, uh, which means destroyer of evil in Arabic, which I think is uh, a lot fucking cooler. Um, but I never really met any Murads ever. Uh, until recently, he was my Uber Eats delivery driver in Bayview. I go back to Egypt most years, and I never met a Murad there even. And I order like a banh mi <laughs> once, and uh, some dude in South San Francisco rolls up. And uh, when he knocked on my door, I greeted him with this level of energy. I was like, hey, Murad, because I know he's not just bumping into us left and right. I know this is, must be special for him, too. To which he responded, uh, here's your food. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I have to like find him and kill him uh, Because it's like we had two options. We were either gonna be best friends or mortal enemies Like who the fuck turns down a soulmate? Like I know this is special for you, too, dude What self-loathing do you have that you've projected onto me when really we should be brothers and instead? I'm gonna have to now kill my brother um yeah, and he spelled it M-U-R-A-T like a fucking psychopath. But you can't be picky. I was willing to accept him. Clearly, he did not reciprocate my feelings. Uh, breathe, just a good sharp inhale into the microphone. <laughs> um, I uh, went to a concert last weekend. I saw Freddie Gibbs. You guys know Freddie Gibbs? Um, yeah, great show. His opener, though, started the show off by going, Yo, guys, I bailed on house arrest for this. 
And then a couple songs later, he was like, make some motherfucking noise if you ever wake up with anxiety. I think there might be a correlation there, dude. I think maybe you shouldn't have bailed on her house rest. Also, I like how we're all so emotionally fucked up in 2019 that we're talking about mental health issues at a fucking gangster rap show. It was like, next, he's like, make some motherfucking noise if you struggle with body dysmorphia. Make some motherfucking noise if you've gotten out of a toxic relationship. Uh, I, um, oh, and the next day, anybody go to How Weird? Uh, it was a downtown street rave in San Francisco. Uh, I thought it was going to be some kind of gay farmer's market. I wasn't prepared for what it actually was. Um, but uh, you ever try a drug uh, moments after learning it existed? Uh, yeah, apparently there's a drug called sassafras, which I understand uh, sounds like a made-up CBS cop show drug. Like, all the kids are doing sassafras. Um, and... Uh, I don't want to say which comic offered me the drug. I don't want to give his name away, uh, but it rhymes with John Gab, and he uh, put this cloth. I keep doing. I've been doing that joke all week, and jo I don't know if John knows, uh, but I've done it for like dozens and dozens of comics. So I think he's gonna find out one way or the other, and I hope he's cool with it. Um, but he puts the cloth sack in front of me, um, and he's like, "It's easy, man. Just." Lick your finger, stick it in the bag, rub it on your gums, you're good. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, when you're using a fun dip application method uh, for drugs, it's hard to really nail down the dosage. But I was like, fuck it. I also applied very mild amount of peer pressure. It was some peer pressure, but any one of you guys could have overcame it, and he would have been cool with it. But for me, it was like, yeah, no, I'll do the, I'll do sassafras. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down. Uh, I came to a rave in a fucking heavy coat with a backpack on and like way too overdressed. Fuck it, I'll rub this drug that I've never heard of on my fucking gums. Um, so, so I do that first dose, but he still holds the bag in front of me. Uh, so I was like, oh, I must not have done enough. I must have done just a little baby amount. So I lick my finger again, dip it in the bag a second time, rub it on my gums, and I hear a voice in the corner of my ear go, ooh, big boy dose. I didn't want to hear that. Big boy dose. Big, little boy. Little boy. <laughs> uh, and then I heard somebody. They weren't screaming, but they were panicking. And they were going, oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, wow. And I realized that was me. And I was on the ground. And uh, I was having a panic attack. Um, and uh, my friend picks me up. I collapse a couple steps later. Uh, when I see this... Uh, lady in half a furry costume come like roller skating up does a little break pirouette stop and on the stop busts out two pink fans and just starts waving me down because it's a street rave in downtown san francisco like a hundred other people have fallen victim to the wiles of sassafras um i'm just par for the course uh, so she starts fanning me down which felt amazing and in that moment is this mic on I don't think this mic, hello, is, oh no, it's on, it's just barely on, okay, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, she's talking, and I wasn't hallucinating, this person existed, um, I'd never felt so cared for in my life, yeah, uh, and I have very warm, loving parents, so that's probably a pretty good advertisement uh, for SAS, for us, really bring us all together, what is it, seven minute sets? Okay, cool. Um, 
I uh, did a podcast with Pam back there once, and she said that because I have such a kind, non-toxically masculine face, um, that I would, she assumed I was genderless. Uh, I was like, yeah, Pam, that's what I was going for, genderless. Uh, the love of my life once told, described me as metrosexual, and uh, that didn't work out. And I know it was high school, but it was still real to me, damn it. Um, uh, speak, oh, also the thing about that sassafras is it kicked in in two minutes. Like, I, like the, I've never, the only drug I've had kick in that quick before was salvia, which was my first drug, which is a hard drug to start on. Um, yeah, I did salvia once. I did salvia, I did salvia about a dozen times. Don't know why I said once. Um, and I had, yeah, I got you, dude. Um, I'm almost done. Uh, uh, I had one trip that was an abbreviated lifetime where I had like a whole NASCAR career that ended with me crashing my car and disappointing everybody close to me. And then my friend woke up from a trip that same day, also freaking out, and he said, dude, half my face became the world. <laughs> and because I had just done Salvia, I knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, let's give it up one more time for Murad Shaki, everybody. Yeah, some fun facts about uh, sassafras. Sassafras is a root, uh, and when you make beer out of this root, we used to call it root beer. Yeah, sassafras is totally legal. You can buy it at an herbal store. Uh, it comes in all kinds of forms, and actually at a different mic at Mutiny Radio. Well, so, so, a few other fun facts about sassafras. Sassafras is a precursor to Molly. Yeah. So, yeah, you take sassafras, you can turn that into MDA, which is called moon rock, and you can turn that pretty easily into MDMA. That's, uh, that's Molly. Um, but sassafras itself is totally legal, and it's indigenous to North America, so if they tried to make it illegal, they'd have a really hard time, you know, uh, enforcing that. And at a mic here at uh, Mutiny, I brought a whole vial of sassafras, and everybody in the room took a shit ton. Oh. Uh, so that's really funny. Yeah. Admit to that on tape. Yeah, it's fucking legal, as I said oh, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking legal. <laughs> Be like if I shared a fucking coffee here. You guys want to smoke some cigarettes? That's legal too. <laughs> All right. So your next comic coming to the stage, please welcome Casey Koenig. Yeah, This is great. I'm having a good time. Um, sassafras. I wish I could riff on that, but I actually never tried it before. It sounds more, I keep thinking saffron. I'm like, is it saffron? Like, is it yellow and comes with Indian food? Like, is that what it is? I don't know. It might be related? Oh. You're going to say no. Okay. No. Yes. Yes. I'm going to trust your opinion. <laughs> Rachel? No. No. Maybe David. Holy shit! You know a lot about herbs. I have no idea what the hell that meant. <laughs> I am out of my depth in this conversation. Um, no, thanks for being here, you guys. This is great. Um, I have a notepad of ideas. Uh, only two of them I've ever said out loud before. So uh, let's get to it. Thanks for bearing with me here. Um, I uh, I get. Uh, I get irritated by my friends a lot. Um, you ever have like a, uh, like you ever call your, like an old friend of yours on the phone and then instead of like calling you back, they text you, you know, you hate it, Kyle, you hate it. I mean, me too, man. It's just, 
I just feel like, I, I just feel so downgraded. It's just like, you know, I want to be friends still and I want to communicate. I just hate your voice a lot. Like, I really don't. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have some friends uh, that, uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, a lot of, we, my group of friends has like this one guy that everybody just like picks on. You, everybody have that like one friend that was kind of like the butt of the joke for everything. You, you, you know, like you, you have that one friend that's just kind of like the, I don't know, the hunchback of the group. I, uh, sometimes I feel bad for him. Like uh, the other day we were, um, they were making fun of the way he laughs, you know, cause he has a weird laugh. You know, he kind of like snorts a lot when he, when he does it. And I don't know. I feel like making fun of the way someone laughs might be the meanest thing you can say to them. It's like, hey, you know that sound that you make when you're experiencing euphoric joy and happiness? <laughs> We hate that. <laughs> Feel self-conscious about that forever, bro. <laughs> uh, as, a, as we get older, I feel like um, people just start to become more themselves. Um, it, it, I start to see it with my friends a lot, too. Uh, and uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of my friends are dorks. Uh, that's what they've secretly been my whole life. And... Uh, you know, in, in the past, like we would try to like pretend to be cool. Like, you know, you try, we try, it's like, maybe we can like, let's go on a Vegas trip or something. Right. Or like, let's, you know, go snowboarding or something. But these days they just peer pressure me to do like super not cool things anymore. Like that's how subtle they are. They're just like, come on case, don't be a nerd and not play Dungeons and Dragons on Friday. It's like, come on. I, um, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to try to stop using my Amazon account. You guys have Amazon? Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's too good. It's too fucking good, dude. I, I, I feel like, like it's ruining regular shopping for me, like grocery store shopping. It's just, I'm just like, man, I, I have to put on pants to get groceries. Like why, why would I like, no. No, this is horrible. Like, you walk into a store and then you have to go on a mission to find things. Like, you can't just like walk up and just like write with your pen and paper like lettuce, tomato, and then some other random stuff that you wouldn't normally find at the store. I don't know. I don't have any fucking thing to riff on, but I don't know. Maybe that's nothing. I uh, <laughs> so I have a um, I have a sister. She's kind of nosy. Um, uh, she uh, she likes to call me sometimes and give us give me updates on the rest of the family, just kind of a gossip that way. Um, I guess I'm a hypocrite for telling you guys about it. <laughs> but uh, she calls me the other day. She goes, um, Casey, uh, Grandma has a new boyfriend at the nursing home, and I think they're probably having sex. Isn't that crazy? I was like, what's even crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that. She's in her 80s. Like, I don't want to picture grandma doing that at all. She goes, eh, whatever. It's not hurting anybody. It's hurting my brain. I don't know. Like, she's just, come on. Like, grandma's not even people anymore. She's just shapes. I don't even know how it's possible. It's the worst. She's just a weird person, too. She's younger than me. And I, I feel a little bad. Like, do you ever feel responsible for ruining somebody else's life? Like, it's just, I, 
That's, that should have been the punchline. What, what happened was basically like I went to school. I went to public school and I was like a bad student and I, didn't, I got kicked out of class a lot and I got in trouble and um, I don't know. My parents basically were like, that, you know, public school is not good. Uh, we're going to homeschool our younger, daughter, our, young, our younger daughter because Casey sucks so bad at regular school. We're going to homeschool his sister. And now she is weird forever. Like that, it was really, like she's in the military now, which is crazy to me that like the, the person I used to push off bikes could push basically like put me to sleep in a headlock. Like it's just nuts, but I, I love her anyway. Um, wow, I blew through everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, what else can I tell you? I, uh, I've been in a relationship, I'm in a relationship I, um, for a long time. And when you're in a relationship uh, with one person for a really long time, uh, things change, mostly sex. And uh, in the beginning, like, I, I think that the issue is that, like, there was just, like, a really low bar for me. Like, you know, like, we could hook up in, like, a back, you know, in the back of, of a car. Like, or just, like, I just have to, like, touch your butt. And they're just like, oh, it's on now. But these days, like, I have to, like, budget for it. Like, I, I have to, like, make sure I don't say anything stupid. Like, I have to, I don't know, like, listen and stuff. It's just really a drag. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thanks so much, you guys. All right, let's give it up one more time for Casey Koenig. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? How do you say it? Koenig? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, shopping in San Francisco. Dude, it's San Francisco. Pants are always optional. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage going to be playing in a vacuum, apparently. Uh, about half the audience left. Uh, very funny young lady. Please welcome to the stage, Rachel Pinson. Hey, Muni Radio. Whenever I find like people don't have their donation for Muni Radio, I turn into my grandma at church. Like, you need two dollars? Put it in the collection plate when it comes around. Because it's important. I love it. Okay, so I'm not going to tell any jokes. I'm going to tell you guys a story, actually. Um, I, back when people watched cable, they don't do that anymore. Do you remember the show Intervention? Where, like, you know, people, uh, let me explain. Okay, so these people would do drugs, and these cameramen would follow them around, and they're like, oh, look how bad their lives are. And then all their friends and family would get together and be like, you're ruining your life and our lives, and you need to get help. And uh, I used to smoke pot and watch it and eat junk food and feel better about my own life choices. Well, I'm from this really small town in Ohio, and we had rumors going around that intervention was coming to our hometown. And I was like, damn, they're going to have to do the whole fucking town because it was like full of junkies, like full of pill junkies. And uh, my sisters were like, oh, no, I hope they don't, I don't get caught on camera, like, going to my dealer's house and shit. But uh, whenever they came, we found out that they did do the whole town. They did the whole town. They made a special on it, and they called it Hillbilly Heroin. And it was just, they came in, and they filmed all of these people crushing up oxies and shooting them up and losing their kids and like having like an awful, awful time. 
Uh, and they, <laughs> and they were like, look, America, look how bad this is. And they, they just didn't do a single intervention. They left. Like, it, like I was, I was right. They did do the whole town and still to this day, my nieces love to brag about how their dog was famous because he made it on television because they like showed him in one of the angles. Anyway, so that's a story. Uh, maybe I should tell jokes. So I used to, uh, I used to watch what I eat, but they stopped letting me babysit. What's up? Hey. Um, oh man, I have the opposite of arresting. I thought that story would take longer. I really did. Anyway, <laughs> I have the opposite of arresting bitch face. I have arresting like helpful lady face and it sucks. I really wish I had a resting bitch face because that's a good line of defense that I don't have. And like strangers will put their trust in me even when they really shouldn't. I constantly get asked for directions, but I don't even know where the fuck I'm going. And it happens so frequently that now I just tell them random shit and make their night an adventure. Like they don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going. Let's see where it goes. People always like sit next to me on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher and they feel safe with me. And if an active shooter comes on, they think I know what I'm gonna like what to do because they think I've done that before. Uh, and they'll just sit right next to me no matter what they smell like. At one time, I was at a concert and someone just hands me their baby and says, "Will you take her? She's scared. Like scared. She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not gonna sell your fucking baby? Like what's it worth? Like ten thousand dollars? Like maybe thirty thousand if it's blonde?" Okay, I don't know if that part's true, but that is what my cousins told me when they were babysitting me. So I'm just gonna go with that. I'm trying to afford rent in the Bay Area and they're handing me their babies. So I uh, am too approachable and it sucks. Uh, people talk to me all the time, uh, I get harassed and now I found out. I don't like to be mean or violent, but I can just out crazy people, you know? So whenever I hear like a, hey girl, nice ass, I'm just like, oh my God, you can see me? The serum isn't working anymore? And then they walk away, it's fine. And whenever I hear, what are you doing alone in the city? Like alone? I'm not alone, I'm with all my friends. Let me introduce you, we have Mussolini, Stalin, Hitler, Genghis Khan, we're all going to band practice, do you want to come? Where, where are you going? Eh, I guess they're not ready to be in a band, I don't know. And uh, when I'm in a really sketchy neighborhood and I don't want people to bother me, I just piss myself, walk around barefoot, throw in one of these. No one's going to sit next to me on that bus anymore. But if I go through all those lines of defense and they still talk to me, then I'm in real trouble. Because that person's probably my soulmate. I don't, I don't think I'm ready to commit. Not yet, no. Uh, well, let's see, what else do I have? <laughs> so I started referring to, oh, is this a safe place to talk about my vagina? Yeah. All right, cool. So I started to refer to my pussy lips as Yoni Baloney. Um, well, ham wallet was cute and all, but it didn't rhyme, you know? So I changed it. Um, how come it's illegal to piss on the street, but it's perfectly legal to piss yourself on the Muni? I think that there's a flaw in the justice system there. Got my dog's balls removed and he's been chasing after every ball he sees ever since. It's weird. Um, I wanna create a grinder for lesbians and call it bush meat 
you know, hunting for that wild game. You guys know what bushmeat is? It doesn't matter. I'm moving on. Um, so I had to turn down a guy that wanted to date me the other day, which is really hard to do as a woman, especially when it's a white guy, because I don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting, you know? And this guy, he wasn't white, and I don't want to sound prejudiced, but he told me he wanted to be a cop, and I can't date somebody like that. That's where I draw the line, you know? Because I don't want to bring a snitch to the dinner table. And I like NWA just as much as the next white lady with the microphone, but uh, I'm really tired of people telling me to fuck the police because that's how you make more police. If you start fucking them, they're, they're, anyway. So, oh, good, good. Uh, you know, I'm gonna call it there. Thanks, guys. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rachel Pilson. Pinson. Uh, yeah, babies are precious, but uh, it's really hard to get the resale value that they're worth, you know? Uh, it's always dangerous trying to find a market. Um, and uh, yeah, you can give me people to talk to? Great, because I got a few. Uh, nice, all right. Um, no blondes, though. Uh, yeah, and crazy people, too. Uh, I once gave this uh, schizophrenic some, like, really great advice, but unfortunately, uh, I didn't listen. All right, your next comic coming to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Vyas Sathya. Hey, guys. I'm always curious how the host is going to pronounce my name. Uh, you know, you did wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's pronounced Aziz Ansari. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> my name is actually Vyas, uh, and my initials are VSS. Uh, but my parents wanted me, wanted to name me Ashwin, uh, and I'm glad they didn't do that. Because um, every single place I'm applying for a job and I need to put my initials, they're like, is he serious? Ass? I don't know. I wonder what Kim Kardashian's middle name is. Um, if she took the first name of her husband, man, that would be awkward. That's what my mom did. <laughs> She'd be KKK everywhere. All right, those are new stuff. Um, I um, <laughs> I went to the Gay Pride Parade, uh, and I think the Gay Pride Parade's interesting because you see a lot of gay people there, and they're totally brave. Um, but I think the bravest person at a gay pride parade is the dude with the I hate gay sign. <sighs> I'm saying <laughs> there's more to that, but <laughs> it's not today. Um, uh, I think everybody has to come out about something. For me, I had to come out to my parents. I want to make choices. Uh, I told my parents, hey, I want to be a comedian. Uh, that's something you don't tell an Indian parent. Uh, my dad was like, um, well, first, first of all, my dad was like, we don't do that. He said we as if I expect him to be on stage with me. <laughs> right? That wouldn't work well, especially because my dad's version of comedy is to say something mean and then laugh at it himself. Yeah. You took seven years to finish college? Ha 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 ha. Hi. Welcome. Um, insulting people. Um, <laughs> uh, another reason is probably because 
it, it just Indian parents typically don't do that. You know, you never see an Indian parent like, son, I want you to be a comedian. Uh, no, dad, I want to be an engineer. It's never happened before. Uh, do your duty in life and make drunk people laugh. That's what that deserves. <laughs> Fucking stereotypes. Um, I, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she was very confusing, very confusing person. Uh, she, she wanted me to choke her during sex. And she told me, during sex, uh, which is like, you know when your dad lets go of the bike, when he's trying to teach you how to ride a bike, you're kind of just on your own? Could use a little bit of prep. Um, but she told me to do it, and so I was really uncomfortable, but I did it anyway. Um, and then she, she saw that I started getting comfortable, and then she got uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So then I took my hand off. I was like, it's not worth it. Uh, and then she looked at me like I was being a pussy. Uh, so I didn't know how to handle it at that point, so I just murdered her. Uh, all right. I murdered my girlfriend on mic for this joke. <laughs> totally not worth it. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Um, uh, I was thinking today about how peacocks, peacocks are interesting, because uh, they always take pictures of male, uh, of peacocks with like beautiful um, colors and they're all spread out and stuff. Uh, do you know that peacocks do that as a mating strategy? So every single picture you see of a peacock is a horny peacock. They're all male, some sexist photography, ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw an article the other day about how you lose, um, how scientists, or should I say pseudoscientists, found that uh, you have, they found out that you have a soul. And they measured it by uh, checking the weight of a human being before and after they died. Uh, and they're excited for this news. But I was wondering how they conducted that experiment, you know, or they're just like a bunch of people in a room, it's like at a deathbed, uh, waiting for a person to die. Everybody's like crying. And then they check the weight right after he dies. And they're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> we figured it out. And the rest of the family's like, I don't know, just miserable. There's something there. <laughs> um, I, um, sometimes people come up to me. They say, Vyas, do you speak Hindu? I say, yes, I speak Islam and Christianity as well. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't speak Hindu. <laughs> uh, I speak a language called Tamil. Um, and Tamil is really useful here for nothing. Uh, Tamil, to most people here, just sounds like gibberish. Let me give, give you guys an example. Abula dupi dudat. That was gibberish. All right. <laughs> that was total gibberish. Um, and you guys can tell the difference. Um, my mom also speaks Tamil, but. Uh, very, very rarely people think that. They always think she speaks Spanish because she's so white. Um, she, she's so white, her, her nickname back in India was Vella Papa, which literally translates to white doll, um, which is really awkward when I'm on Pornhub and the uh, tag comes up for white doll. <laughs> Uh, she, she, oh, I, she always tells me that when she goes to Target, people hit on her, like Mexican guys hit on her. And I've never actually been there, so I have this visual of how it goes down. You know, like this Hispanic guy comes up to her and is like, hola, tu es bonita. And he says that because I only took Spanish one. Um, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then my mom says, uh, sorry, I don't know what you're saying. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, and he says, tu es puta. 
Um, and then my mom laughs because she thinks puta is a cute word. I don't know. It's a cutesy joke. Um, let's see. I, um, I like masturbating. Masturbating is great because it helps me sleep. That's the main reason I like it. Uh, and there's actually like a scientific reason why it helps you sleep. What happens is when you masturbate, the blood goes to your genitals, right? Uh, and then God hates you. Uh, and then you fall asleep because he drains the energy out of you. All right. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. All right. Let's give it up one more time for Vyas Satya. It's a very heady set. I loved it. I loved it. Very funny stuff. Um, I was thinking, I, uh, I laughed and I learned. And that's perfect for watch and learn. Right? And it made me think, watch and learn is a very strange term for a show that is broadcast on radio. Uh, more like listen and learn. Uh, all right. Uh, here's a question. Let's get some more audience involvement. Okay. Got some smart people in the room. They say the universe is expanding. Have you guys heard that? But if the universe is expanding, what's it expanding into? Good question. Anybody know the answer? I figured it out. I think it's uh, cleanliness, right? Because if God is everywhere and godliness is next to cleanliness, it must be expanding into cleanliness. All right, uh, we'll have more of that stuff. Uh, so your next uh, comment coming to the stage, good friend, see him on the entire open mic circuit. Uh, please welcome Kyle Morrissey. Uh, I can pretend uh, this is on. You say uh, Tamil, do you mean like the, you, you said uh, Tamil like that, like the uh, Sri Lankan rebellion group, the Tamil Tigers? Yeah, I bet, bet on them in the playoffs. They didn't, uh, that stumbled coming out. Oh, God. Um, she was talking about how uh, it's illegal to pee in the street, but I did pee in the street on the way over. Because, uh, like, you have to be a customer now in order to use anyone's bathroom. Um it's fine though. Like just because homeless people pee on the street doesn't mean you need to be homeless to pee on the street. Like I've never had a homeless person ask me to stop appropriating their culture. It's quite nice. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, you can't use, you can't use anyone's bathroom anymore. I blame one thing for that. Starbucks. Um, they're worried about people shooting up in, in their bathroom, which like, come on, like this isn't Requiem for a dream. Like that's what Phil's is for. Like, a much more of a less than zero kind of guy. Um, I think they need to keep their bathrooms open uh, for people who look like me. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, even the CEO of Starbucks himself said, uh, he said, he didn't he say he's like, we're not in the coffee business. We're in the letting people shoot heroin in our bathroom business. That's why they bought all those properties. Um, but yeah, now I got to Now I got to pee on the street, but uh, it's, it's cool. Um, I have a I have a girlfriend. Um, she's out of my league. Uh, she's hot. I'm not bragging. Like she's so hot that if if she left me, I'd probably murder her. Like, it's fine, dude. She, she loves that joke. She has to, or else. <laughs> but uh, but uh, back when I was single, I was using dating apps, and uh, my favorite dating app was uh, called LinkedIn. Um, just like add sex as a skill and then just like message all my connections. Like, can you endorse me? Like, 
Like I didn't know if you're good at good at that. It's so, like you didn't know I was good at Excel. Like that didn't stop you. I see I see your name right there, man. Um my sister has a similar sense of humor to me. Uh she uh she added my mom on LinkedIn and and then sent her a message that said, uh, "Hey, pretty lady, winky face." Banned for life. <laughs> like she cannot make another account on that email address. Uh, I was shocked. I was like, oh shit, these big tech companies really do enforce gender equality. <laughs> like I thought if it looked lesbian, there'd be like a three strike system, but uh, no, zero tolerance. Um, gosh, I'm working through some new material too. I don't have my notebook with me. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, I, um, I ate a bunch of food on my way over here. I have a nice, I have a nice food coma going. Um, I ate a, I ate a lot of food. Um, I, uh, cause I'm skinny and like skinny people don't really get any sympathy. They're, they're like, Oh, you're, you're fine. You're skinny. It's like, Oh, I guess you've never been a, a, a man. <laughs> like, like, have you ever seen the dude on like the people in like underwear packages? <laughs> like they don't look like me. I don't like see Victoria's secret ads and go like, Oh, thank God. Like <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm in the circle. Um, but, uh, I got, so I got, I got made fun of for it quite a bit growing up. And, um, like I had, I had bullies, I had bullies, uh, who made fun of, who made fun of my weight growing up. And, uh, I was told that like the tables turn, um, and things would change. I'm, I'm 27 now and, uh, I'm still skinny. Uh, they're 27 and they are really successful. Actually. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really confused by it. Um, I was told that like at this point, I'd be able to say to him like, eh, yes, Mr. Bully, I'll take fries with that. And like that would have worked on two levels. A, they're losers. B, I can still get away with eating fast food. Um, but instead it's like, what is Mr. What is, what is derivative investment banking, Mr. Bully? Like I have no idea. And I realized I have this theory that like maybe if the people who made fun of you growing up are uh, more successful than you, maybe you were the asshole. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, speaking of, of, uh, of careers. I, uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm looking for a job right now. And, um, one of the things that I've decided is, uh, I'm still talking to this microphone like it is actually working. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that I've decided is that as long as I like have a corporate job, uh, I'm just going to choose to be evil. Like, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to do that than pretend like, uh, you know, I'm working at a big data company trying to make the world a better place. Like, uh, when Google took don't be evil out of their slogan, I was like, that's the spirit. Like, that's what I like to see. You guys are putting up numbers. Um, I, uh, I saw, I finally saw Avengers. Um, yeah, I don't have to worry about, don't have to worry about spoilers anymore. Um, I like the Avengers. My only problem with it is that it's not realistic at all. And I don't mean that in like every sense of the word. I just feel like those guys would be getting laid a lot more. Uh, think about it. They're celebrities. They're in peak physical condition. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain slept with like 20,000 people and he was just tall. Like, <laughs> like that 20,000. And that's crazy. Like for every one person that I've slept with, Wilt Chamberlain has slept with 20,000. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm exaggerating. You can't multiply by zero. Uh, my girlfriend and I are waiting. We don't have sex. We are uh, waiting until we have children. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, but uh, I mean, Iron Man, Iron Man's a, he's a billionaire. Like how the hell is that guy still monogamous? Um, like there's no way he doesn't have mistresses. I feel like that one, that means one. 
if Iron Man, if Tony Stark had mistresses, I feel like that'd be a lot easier for for Gwyneth Paltrow because she could just be like, I put up with this shit for ten years. She could like divorce him, pull a Mackenzie Bezos, become the richest woman in the world, right? Like, sounds like a great idea. That's how you write strong female characters. Um, okay, mostly Captain Marvel fans. Got it. Uh, <laughs> gosh, guys, um, that new material is only running me four minutes. Uh, I'll call it there. I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give thirty seconds back to the room because I'm generous. <laughs> One more time, Kyle Morris, everybody. Hey, so I didn't notice, Kyle. Did you uh, did you donate any money to uh, Mutiny Radio? Okay, okay. I was gonna say you better not use that fucking bathroom. Uh, but no, he did pay money. There you go. All right. Um, so your next comic coming to the stage. Very funny young woman, and uh, I am intent on pronouncing her name correctly. Good job. Nice. We love this. There we go. Please welcome to the stage Suzanne Kristopovich. You say it was so, it's so weird. It's so, is it off? Is it recording? Is this a podcast today or no? Oh, okay. Um, you say it with such gusto. <laughs> uh, my name is Suzanne Kristopovich, uh, and I was sitting here, and uh, I realized this uh, fuck that shit sign. I'm, I'm imagining if an elementary school kid did a backboard like that for their like science project or like an art project on collage, and they like write about it, and that's what their backboard looks like. You know, those folded backboards for school projects, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. I feel like that would be creative. I feel like that would deserve an A if a kid did that. It's pretty well done, very cut out. Um, let's see, today I'm pretty tired, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm wondering, does anyone know of that show, The Good Place? Yeah, you do? Okay. Um, no one else does, but uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. No. Okay, so opposites. <laughs> I've actually only seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Sorry. Not sorry, actually. I don't care. Uh, but uh, did anyone hear about the Starbucks cup that was on the episode? Uh, I feel like that... That's pretty ironic, but what's more ironic is if there was a McCafe cup on set of The Good Place um, instead of the Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other day, I got some sushi, but it was like prepackaged, not like fresh sushi from a, a, a restaurant. Uh, but I, I got some sushi, and there were no more chopsticks, so I just used wooden coffee stirs. And then I had a thought, Whoever uses whoever uses a fork with sushi deserves a parking ticket two times a month, even if they don't even have a car. Because um, why would you like stab sushi? Like it would fall apart. You're, you're supposed to eat sushi whole, the sushi rolls with uh, with chopsticks. Um, I get it. Some people aren't like good with chopsticks. I guess. Uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, I didn't really. I'm very unprepared today. Uh, I'm still in college, so I got finals coming up. Got like many, yeah, college. <laughs> um, let's see, what can I, what can I say? Uh, you know how people say Facebook official? 
they call something Facebook official if it's put put on Facebook like relationships. Uh, I just don't agree with that because it's very like just lame <laughs> to me because Facebook came around in like what 2006 or something like that 2004 five like is nothing before that official because it wasn't Facebook official like was did Annie really have a hard knock life she didn't put it on Facebook <laughs> we don't know <laughs> Uh, and also, like, in the family, you know when um, people put their family members in their Facebook info? Uh, like, their mom, dad, aunt. What does it mean, though, if it says pending by the dad's name? Like, is it Facebook official? It's pending. We don't know if that's that, if they're your dad or not. Um, you have to, once that pending goes away, uh, it's Facebook official. I'll believe you then. Uh, I'll share something about my past. Uh... I know I look like I don't have much of a past. I look like I'm in high school. <laughs> uh, I am 22, though. And when I was growing up, like before I was 17, uh, I had a really hard time swallowing pills. Like when I was sick, my mom would give me a pill to get my fever down or whatever. And it took me forever where it would just dissolve in my mouth. So I had a hard time with that. Um, my gag reflex was just too strong. Uh, but Five months into my first relationship, that problem went away. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just able to take pills. I was just, mom, I can, I, I'm fine now. I think something just switched in my, in my mind. Um, I can take pills, no problem. It's like when people grow up and they get an allergy they hadn't had before. Like people suddenly become lactose intolerant or gluten-free. I was just able to take pills and ignore my gag reflex. I guess, or deal with it. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna tell you something else. <laughs> uh, I feel like if Jesus comes back, he would come back on the third day of Coachella uh, just to be there. Um, don't really have anything else about that, uh, but he has to show up somewhere. He can't be in all places at once. Like what's he gonna pick? Um, tenderloin to fix that up do you think he's gonna go to the the chicago bean like people do do some tourist things i feel like he would do tourist things because all this is new he'd come back and be like hold on i want to scope this place out it's changed a lot buy some new shoes throw out his old sandals he's like ah these sandals are hurting my feet i've had them on my feet for billions of years uh i'm tired yeah i feel you whoever yawned Oh, it's <laughs> um, are you getting enough oxygen? Okay. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. Uh, if you ever feel bad, uh, recently there was this blind lady um, having people fill out a petition for something about disabled people using uh, the college library. And she was like yelling like, help, help, we need help. And then people would go up and sign the petition. I did, I signed it. But then I wasn't even thinking and I held the clipboard out for her to grab it back. But like, I didn't like, it was just in front of her. She's blind. I wasn't thinking. I felt so dumb, but luckily there was someone there to grab it from me, <laughs> like within three seconds. So I didn't look that, like I just was like, oh, thanks. And then walked away. I wasn't. I try to play it cool. Um, 
but yeah, it was pretty, pretty lame. Okay, well, uh, that's my time. Thanks for listening. Have a nice Mother's Day. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. You want to take that to your seat? And, uh, um, oh, right. Uh, one more time for Suzanne Kristapovich, everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Jesus is pretty well known for this like uh, golden rule, something like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think I can improve that. Uh, how's about do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, uh, unless you're a masochist? <laughs> that was a vocabulary joke. Watch and learn, everybody. So I'm an atheist, uh, but uh, I view Bernie Sanders as the first coming of Christ. Uh, I mean, think about it. They're both Jewish. Um, they were both carpenters. They both stood up on behalf of the oppressed. And if Jesus Christ were alive today, he and Bernie would be about the same age. Yeah, about the same age. All right. So your next comment coming to the stage, much funnier than this uh, work in between sets that I'm doing. Uh, please welcome Sabrina Miller. That is Pam's second, uh, second favorite type of pre-roll right there. Just put that money pre-roll in there. It's very much appreciated. So wait, uh, so you were talking about, about God. All right, it's a perfect segue. I've got some God jokes here. Do you think that, uh, you think that God wears earmuffs after Lent? Do you think, like, I, I would wear earmuffs after Lent if I was God because I don't want to hear my children have that much sex. Maybe that's just me. It's... So what did the earth start off? Start off with like, uh, what, two people, Adam, Adam and Eve, God's children. Then it went to thousands and thousands of God's children. And then millions of God's children. We're up to, what, seven billion of God's children that are alive? Like, God all has all these, these children, but if God is all-powerful, why, can why can't he never have grandchildren? It's kind of sad. It really is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, so you're talking about God, you were talking about blowjobs and the gag reflex. I, I got one for that. So, <laughs> so right from, yeah, right from like, fucking God's, God's children to, to blowjobs. That's good. <laughs> so when I was in a relationship with my ex, like, uh, I think it was uh, about a month into our relationship, he came across an article that talked about how long it took to, to, de to develop a habit. He said, like, according to the article, it takes about 30 days. And then he had this look in his eye. He was like, Sabrina, it's like, what's your schedule for the next 30 days? And I'm like, dude, that's not, that's not going to happen. 30 days. My God, Woodstock was only, what, three days? If only it had been 27 days longer, it would have changed the world. That's how we can change the world. Just stop doing all the bad shit for 30 days. It's that simple. So just, this is new stuff here. So I, I was in a relationship up until a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I mean, was it a mistake that we stayed together as long as we did? Maybe. Do I regret the mistake? No, absolutely not. It was this, it was this beautiful mistake, this beautiful connection that we had. Like, I still love him. The love is uh, totally still there on my end. 
It's still there. It's this beautiful regret I don't mistake. Ah, it's beautiful. I always get that. See, everything gets reversed. It's this beautiful uh, mistake that I don't regret. And now I finally understand how my parents felt after my sister was born. Now, I, I don't regret it. We had some good times together, some really good times in the bedroom, though. Uh, I remember one time we were lying in bed, we were cuddling, and then he was kissing me on my neck, and he said, Sabrina, it's like, girl, you have a seven-kiss neck. That's what he said. He had, he's like, he, he said that I had a, gira- uh, a neck like a giraffe, like it was long and slender. It was my, he called it my seven-kiss neck. And when we made love in the evenings, it was, uh, it was a six-kiss neck. And he, uh, yeah, it became a six-kiss neck because of all the emotional baggage just, just weighing me down, you know, all the compressive stresses of the emotional baggage. So there was that. Um, there's a lot there about the relationship that I can't remember that's in this book right here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I had the seven-kiss neck. I won't say how many kisses my boyfriend's uh, dick was. That's something you should never say. Never say to your boyfriend, oh, yeah, you got a two-kiss dick. Just stick with the neck. Stick with, not down there. That one landed pretty good. Uh, so, you know, now after the relationship, I'm, you know, I'm pretty lost. I'm, I'm actually thinking about getting into organized religion. That's how lost I am right now. I need some direction. And I hear that getting back in organized religion is like riding a bicycle. Like a bicycle that makes you feel really guilty when you're not riding it enough. That's what that is. I don't know. No, maybe maybe you're, uh, getting back into organized religion is like a cat. It's more like a cat than a bicycle. Because when you're when you're in the bedroom, when you're fucking, when you're getting down, it's like you feel those eyes upon you. It's like that cat in the bedroom is just judging you. It's like a sentient bicycle. I gotta, you know, I gotta get back on the dating apps. I'm not gonna get into organized religion. I'm gonna get back on the dating apps, and I'll tell you why. If if I'm gonna be held to these ridiculously high standards, there might as well be the promise of sex. Is all I'm saying. What are the dating apps like? Bumble, OkCupid, okay, Tinder. What else am I missing? Like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good one. And Venmo. I forgot about Venmo. <laughs> which uh, which one has the uh, the message section? Is it Tinder? Tinder has a message section. When, which one has the message section? Message me section. They all do. So any app, the message me section. All right, cool. Uh, here's one. Like, message me if you never ever want to talk about the marvelous Miss Mizell. If you've never ever fucking seen it, you never want to talk about it. Message me, please. If you like cat cafes, please message me. Uh, if you've got a resume, me- message me your resume. I'll take a look at it. Your, your regular resume, that's optional. I want your relationship resume. I want some references. God damn it. Uh, fucking going on date after date, you know, and just not having it work out. It's eating into my time going to cat cafes and writing my jokes. But send me your relationship resume. And if I'm interested... I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll message you back. We can Skype. We can have a little interview. But hon, you better bring your A game. I've got the questions ready. You know, you better fucking, you better be ready. You better, you better be able to answer questions like, how do you handle conflict in a relationship? Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, another question. It's like, talk about a time that you went above and beyond for the pussy. That's one that I want to, that's what I want to hear. No. Time you went above and beyond for the pussy. God damn it. And also, uh, you know, I want the guy to answer the question, like, what do you think is your biggest weakness? And maybe Chad will say something like, oh, I think it's listening. You know, I need to work on my listening skills. I'll be like, I got it. Your weakness is pandering. Mine too. I'm a comedian. We just matched. All right. 
Yay, let's go to a cat cafe. Awesome. That one landed better than I thought it would. Um, I would say I'm not pro-life. I'm procrastination. Uh, consent is very important, you know? Like, it has to be explicit. It has to be in the moment, not assumed, not after the fact. Can't be retroactive, which is fucking cool. I don't want kids anyway. It's all good. So I'm like... Uh, what am I right now? I'm like two weeks AD, two weeks after the dick. That's my new measurement, that's my new time scale now. Um, one last thing, if Supergirl lived in the Bay Area, what would she do? Would she, uh, would she, work, you know, would she uh, work in tech and SF during the day and fight gentrification at night? Is that what she would do? That's stupid, no, that's fucking stupid. No, she would live in Oakland and commute to San Francisco because social work doesn't pay that much. Maybe she would start the uh, Social Justice League. God, yes. Roll one last one, pretty much. Gotta get back in the dating scene. Oh my God. The guy, yeah. How do you find a nice guy? Because there are so many guys out there who are like, yeah, I'm gonna hit that pussy. Mmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush that pussy. I'm gonna destroy that pussy. I'm like, dude, really? Maybe I've been doing kegels. Maybe I'm gonna constrict that pussy. Maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna fucking circumscribe that pussy. Maybe I'm gonna crush that pussy. That's what I'm gonna do, god damn it. Watch out, baby, watch out. Sabrina's back. You guys have been great. Give it up for your host. All right, one more time, Sabrina Miller, everybody. I did not know until just now that Sabrina is a cat lady, and a lot of things are making sense. It's all starting to click. All right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'll just bring up your next comic. I thought I'd get a chuckle out of that one. Um, please welcome to the stage, David Stolowitz. You know, guys, the nice thing about cat jokes is they always land on their feet, even if something goes wrong. You're okay. Um, if you're like me and you're mentally ill and you like to get high and wander off into the woods in a psychological fugue, you probably run into a few wild turkeys, right? Other than just stand-up comedians. Yeah, in the South Bay, they're everywhere these days because we've been getting rid of all their apex predators. Like, you don't find a lot of coyotes or wolves or cougars anymore. I mean, other than sexually voracious older women. So, uh, oh, cougar jokes don't hit an SF, man. <sighs> it's okay. It's kind of hacky, I admit it. Anyway, getting back to the turkeys, such as myself. Um, you ever notice rafters of turkeys are decidedly skewed in the feminine direction? Like there's three uh, male turkeys to every like 10 female turkeys. And the female turkeys, you know, they're kind of like basic bitches. You know, they're just brown, gray, muted colors. They're like, oh, whatever, I'm just here for the food. <laughs> You know, in nature, usually it's the guys that have to put on a big ostentatious display to attract mates. They, they have to be the colorful, frisky ones. So um, you, you don't really see more than three dudes in the rafter um, because if you get a fourth turkey in there, he wants to be the alpha turkey. And then you get a turkey gang war and feathers fly. And it's not pretty, you guys. It's not good. Uh, I don't recommend it. Um, I got back together with my boyfriend of seven years because uh, everybody's breaking up these days, so it's just not cool anymore, you know? Like, staying together is a new hip, edgy thing to do. I don't know a lot of people doing that. I could say that I was into Happily Ever After before it was cool. Ah, I'm hip. I'm with it. Um, let's see. It's been, like, difficult, though. Like, we're not having a lot of sex these days, but the place is looking really clean, I have to admit. 
there's something to be said for sublimation to a point. Like I just have to get a job that pays and then I'll really be able to rock it and bend. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. It's all right. It's been seven years. You know, th things cool off a little bit, you know, especially when your parents are coming over for dinner. Um, my parents are retiring. They're moving to Colorado. They're not doing it to get away from me. It's just a perk, you know. So, you know, it'll be nice. Uh, I, I still have family, like, left in California, but we're kind of estranged. Um, I don't know. Thanksgiving dinner is awkward these days. Like, you never want to let a thing like politics get between you and your family. Um, but, you know, it becomes matters of life and death sometimes. I, you know, I, I say to my Uncle Steve, I'm like, look, you may think I'm a liberal faggot, but uh, I still have human rights. Can you please pass the gravy? <laughs> it's just a little awkward. <laughs> Yeah, I have been uh, job hunting, uh, trying to become a content writer or a marketer or something of that sort in Silicon Valley. And uh, th these big business types, they're always like, the government is not a charity, okay? These assholes need to get off the streets, quit being lazy, and get to work. And I say, well, uh, I'm unemployed. I need a job. Will you hire me? Of course not. Nobody wants to hire a charity case. Come on. Um, let's see, you know, there's a guy that does a, a labor show here on Saturday mornings. He says, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. And that's how I feel. I'm on the menu and I'm probably high in sugary and you have to pay too much for me. Uh, but I will get there. I will get there. Mm. I recently discovered that you can get out of one out of every three sets just with physical comedy. It's like the naked man, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but <laughs> it's Okay. Ah, oh, where do I go from here? How do I end? Uh, how do I end? That's what my suicidal friends are always asking. What do I end? Uh? <laughs> I think suicide is so cliche, San Francisco. It's just been done to death at this point. I'm tired of it. <sighs> I'm ready for something fresh and, and springy. I, uh, I like playing with plants, and uh, we have puppies on our farm right now. And uh, I try to be, you know, a, a good liberal and just despair about the state of the world, but the puppies won't let me, you guys. You know, I, I stare them right in the eye and say, but Donald Trump, global warming, and, uh, you know, gun violence. And they're just, they don't care. They just don't care. They don't care about social issues. <laughs> they're not politically woke puppies. <laughs> Uh, we have other animals running around there. We have a, a bunch of goats right now. And they're starting a heavy metal band, and they practice all day. Because I get tired of hearing Slayer constantly, don't you? It's just angry music. Wears all my energy away. <sighs> Fuck. I've spent five years being cute until the point where I explode, and that doesn't help. Now what do I do? Um, you can only get high on psychedelics for so many sets before people just begin to get scared. <laughs> Plus, the brainwash is gone these days. What a trip that is. Um, yeah, this is weird, right? Being in the middle of the Slytherin Arts Department. <laughs> you know what's really ironic is I used to summon half of these fuckers. Okay, everybody's about their, their vices, okay? Some people beat women and some people drink too much. Myself, I practice the dark arts. You know, I had to have something to do on the weekends. My friend and I uh, summoned this demon named Marbus. He was one of the 72. He turned my friend into a troll, and now he has gout, yells at his mother from the basement, and harasses people online. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hang out down in Man Jose, and uh, I spent way too much time getting uh, high and wandering through public parks. And people would just assume that I wanted to do crack and blow them because of that. And I'm like, no, dude, just because I'm in a park doesn't mean I want to blow you, you know? I just want to get high and listen to Alan Watts and read the Quran in peace. Can you leave me alone? It'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I like a good trilogy. What can I say? 
let's see. Um, it's weird. Like, uh, like I am religious and I know that's not cool, but, uh, especially if you're gay, it's weird. I don't eat pork either. Other than my boyfriend's chorizo. I know I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Um, but yeah, I, I still believe in God because I, I prayed for help and it came in the form of dreams and stuff. And now I'm back with the guy I love. I'm actually happier. And I don't know if I could come up with something like that on my own. Cause it's usually just nightmare after nightmare when I'm in charge. <laughs> Thank you. Dark humor's like food. Not everyone gets it. <laughs> oh. All right. I'll leave you on that note. Take care. <laughs> David Stolowitz, everybody. All right. Famine. That's funny. That's some funny stuff. All right. Goddamn. Uh, quick lesson. We're going to... Uh, here's a quick survey. How many people in the room know what the word esoteric means? You don't have to define it. Just do, Are you familiar with the term? Have you heard it? Esoteric? Almost everybody. Are you just not participating or you haven't heard the word? Esoteric? Yeah. Esoteric? All right. So it's basically, it's a word that means not a lot of people know it, right? So esoteric knowledge just might be some like, you know, abstruse mathematical formulae or something like uh, legal arcana, right? So it's esoteric, right? Few people know it. Now, abstruse. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, some tricky mathematical formulae and mm, formula. Well, um, how many people in the room, another quick survey, how many people in the room know what the word exoteric means? How many people have seen it? Wow, just one. You've seen it, do you know what it means? It means the opposite of esoteric. So esoteric, a word that means not a lot of people know it, is known by a lot of people, but exoteric, a word that means known by a lot of people, is known by very few people. This has been Watch and Learn, everybody. All right. I am shocked by that response. Thank you so much. All right. Your next comic coming to the stage, please welcome Benjamin Meyer. Hey, everyone. All, all, of, all of you guys. Um, if you're listening right now on the radio, there's like six people. Um, I'm going to try to get to all of you guys today. Um, just for the record, I want to get it out there. Uh, I usually have like a higher register of voice. I sound like uh, like a gay dude or a lesbian. Um, fortunately, I'm getting over a cold, so I just look like either of those things. Um, yeah, sorry. I I'm just not selling it as best I can right now. I'm 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 limited by the by the tools that that I have uh, right now. Uh, how are you guys all doing? Pretty good. I got a hearty nod. Got an, I, I got a moderately excited nod. Basically just nods. Oh, a thumbs up. That's nice. Would be too, but you're clearly busy writing something, so that's fine. It's okay. Just like to make sure how everyone's doing. I am doing okay. I just watched the Ted Bundy, uh, Zac Efron movie that's on Netflix now. Have you guys had this shoved in your face by the Netflix advertising people? We probably have different interests, so they just give you a different thing based on your algorithm. But that was what they told me I would love. I logged into Netflix, and it was like, if you haven't seen this new Zac Efron, Ted Bundy film, you're missing out, buddy. Um, let me tell you, it's pretty disappointing, you guys. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, the amount of times that Zac Efron, as Ted Bundy, uh, dances and sings and breaks out into song, it's the same number of times that he kills someone on screen as Ted Bundy. Uh, and I think they could both be higher. I, that's all I'm saying. I think they could both be a lot higher. There could have been a musical number about his whole like lawyer like arbitration process and everything. I feel like that could have been a nice reference to the films that we all love him from, High School Musical, you know what I'm saying? Like, what crime is it? Homicide. It's arbitration. What crime is it? The crime of our lives. He's going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I watched an ad for that prior to me watching. It was like, in the role of a lifetime, Zac Efron portrays America's greatest serial killer. And I just wanted to stop it right there because if we're calling Ted Bundy America's greatest serial killer, we don't have standards for anything at all anymore. If you, First of all, I, I like to think if that's a contest, greatest serial killer in America, if you got the death penalty, automatic fail, first of all. <laughs> you automatically are disqualified. Uh, and I don't know how that guy is still in the running. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Um, no, yeah, I feel like if you are the greatest serial killer in America, I probably don't know your name, like just as an average American. I may have seen you, but I mean, I'm not thinking about you the way I'm thinking about Ted Bundy as the example of the guy who uh, yeah, got caught and went to jail for everything he did. Um, why Zac Efron? I don't know. Um, but I feel like it's the obvious answer, which is that Ted Bundy is notorious for having like a lot of fans who, uh, like, you know, they want to bang Ted Bundy. Like, I don't know why, but you go on Twitter, you see it. He's got a following. It's just a, it's just a weird thing that we never really figured out why he's, you think he's hot? You, you, you think Ted Bundy is hot, sir? I'm actually going to, I'm not going to judge you. I have no strong preferences either way. He's a good looking dude. All right. So we're starting to get to the bottom of it. I think that that's at least that that's very bold of you to to admit, sir. In fact, I'm just gonna sit down. I'm gonna say, yeah, my name is Ben. I think Ted Bundy's an okay-looking dude as well. Like I would not, okay, like if I didn't know anything about Ted Bundy, and I saw Ted Bundy, and you know he was like looking at me, and he had like his arm in a sling or something. He was like, hey, can you like help me out or whatever? Like I might want to help him out. That's all I'm saying. I'm not thinking that far ahead, um, like Ted Bundy might be. I just I I just never got it. Like why is he? Why is he so coveted, even though we all know what he did? And the only thing I can think is just that it's like a weird like thing where, where they know that like only Ted Bundy really knows what Ted Bundy has done. Like he's the only one who really knows for sure. So it's kind of just like like maybe like the forbidden knowledge or something. Like the, 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 the gold nugget of truth that if we know it'll, it'll kill us. Like I don't know. I'm, this, is, this is not my personal view or, or belief. I just don't know, and I want to know, and it bothers me. There's a lot of stuff that bothers me. I was hosting a street festival the other day, you know, when they, like, block off a whole street, and they, like, set stages up, little farmer's markets, stuff like that. I'm hosting the street festival, and I saw the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, which was in the middle of the music, like I was about to bring a band up. I look over to my left, and I see just this old lady clutching her groceries, waiting for her bus like on like the bus that would come on the street that is currently blocked off and like that really worried me for two reasons because firstly um what if she's right and i'm wrong and now i have to keep looking over my shoulder to see if a bus is actually going to come um but that's clearly not the case so the second reason that scared me is just because oh my god that woman really trusted that her government had her best interest in mind today we need to be getting the word out. No, no one's fighting for you at City Hall being like, yeah, we can do this festival today. But only if that old lady gets to go to her place of uh, of, of living or business, wherever she's on her way to. No, she just kind of just wasn't really checking the news. She had to walk by cones to get to her bus stop. 
she should have been paying attention and she wasn't. I just sort of feel like anytime you ever have a law that is just commonplace, this should be the law. Like anything you're thinking in your head right now, I don't know what your leanings are. I'm just going to put out a weird example. Like uh, no gun should be able to fire a million bullets per second. Again, I don't know what your leanings are. Maybe you're like the kind of person who says a million bullets per second is like too much firepower for someone to have. Maybe you're just someone on the right who's saying like, a million bullets per second would crash the economy. That's a lot of bullets. Like, think about how many bullets that is. All of that money can't go to gun manufacturers. Whatever your whatever your leanings are, if there's a law that you think should commonplace be in in place and it's not, it's because some. And you guys know about corruption. It's clearly because someone who actually benefits from that being put in place is donating a lot of money to the campaigns of the Congress people that we vote for, right? So, it got me thinking. Where are the clones? You guys, they cloned a sheep in the 90s. Is that one minute? So they cloned a sheep in the 90s, and excuse me, but I think that's a that's like a miracle, right? Like, that's like a big deal that they put two and two together and just popped out that same sheep. And that sheep was fine. That sheep lived until they dissected it and, and determined that uh, that should be illegal. Because that's my problem right now, is that I feel like human cloning could help a lot of people. We could be getting old, and then when our kidneys get tired, just cutting that out getting a fresh one, plugging that into our bodies, not only is that possible, it's against the law. So that just got me thinking, the billionaires have probably been doing this for years, you guys. Look at Jeff Bezos and tell me in his eye that he is his first iteration. That guy's on his third or fourth by now, I'm telling you. That's probably what caused the divorce is his wife walked into like the wrong room in the wrong house and saw like seven husks of Jeff Bezos like, just, just hanging there. And then they, <laughs> sorry, that, that, I think that's my time right now, but uh, just picture that really really hard in your head and uh tell me that's not why they broke up because it totally is i'm ben meyer this has been my time thank you all right let's give it up for ben meyer everybody great so uh we are ready for our headliner of the evening uh please welcome to the stage kiva uru yeah clap clap everybody I love this treatment. That was really cool. I got to get him off stage to work my sound booth. It's tight. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be seen by anyone today. Uh, this dress was previously a towel. Um, I had been using it like that because I don't do laundry. Uh, this cardigan from the lost and fucking found in my fraternity. Um, I don't even want to tell you whether or not I'm wearing anything else, but I'm sure you can glean from my lifestyle what is probably the case. Um, hi, I'm glad that you're smiling. You're really funny. Uh, yeah, all of you are really funny people. We're here to be funny. Uh, I hope that hope that I'm funny enough. Uh, comedians are notoriously stingy with laughing at one another. I've been studying you guys. I'm a musician. I don't usually do this, um, but I was feeling pretty low self-esteem, so I got up here. <laughs> um, I did some other dumb shit because I have low self-esteem. I got a grinder. Um, that was really cool. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, and I say that from like a gender standpoint. Like I'm there and I'm like feeling validated for like being being clocked as potentially a cis man and I was like this is ridiculous this is something only my mom does this is crazy um and on to on top of it uh 
there's just a totally different code of conduct um, between uh, men. Any any man walking into the room, uh, I'm imagining it's a saloon, uh, whatever grinder is in the in the in the ether. Um, he doesn't want to waste time. Um, he's showing hole. If he wants hole to be shown, you're getting pictures of hole left and right. I don't even know what to do with hole. Uh, <laughs> I, I could buy tools. I could probably craft the best experience that money can buy. Um, <laughs> but money can't buy the confidence of just busting the saloon doors open at Grinder and putting all of your assets on the table. That is the opposite. <laughs> that is the opposite of Tinder. <laughs> on Tinder, it's like, maybe this won't <laughs> be nothing. <laughs> yeah, Tinder is like, I'm not even a human. Click this link and you get a virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, grinder the opposite. Oh my god. Uh yeah, <laughs> one guy was just like this is really close by. Are you here already? Like yeah, like I this is perfect. Uh <laughs> let's uh, there's stuff in the fridge to help yourself. Everything is different <laughs> on grinder. It was amazing. Uh there there were some dudes that were like uh they got far enough down the pipeline. There were two guys and they were like no judgment, but are you trans? And I was like, "Yes." I'll see myself out. Um, and they were like, no, no, that's totally cool. That's totally cool. A hole's a hole. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> it's not even like a vagina. It's just like, bro, you just came with more holes. What's up? Take a seat. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I probably am, I, I'm like crying. I'm like posting pictures on the internet of like, like my journey. I have all these like, Snapchat released the thing where you can change your gender in like five seconds, so I don't even have to go to the doctor. Uh, I'm just having <laughs> the time of my life, identity-wise, and all these dudes are just whacking off, and that's that's awesome. That's such a more like welcoming and inviting anything. I I think I wish I kind of wish that school was like this. I wish that school was just like there's a bunch of books. Um, you come with what you already know. Um, and then it's just fucking open season instead of like pretending that there's one single path. Uh, yeah, no, all these, all these grinder dudes are like, there's many paths. Um, and one goal, which is to fucking bust a nut. Sit, sit down. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is, um, this is a cool place. Um, I've only been here once before and, uh, it was for the Wyatt Act. Um, again, like I said, I'm a musician. Um, I didn't know that people just did this. Uh, like you said, this is really like a Slytherin, like arts and crafts hovel. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the back room where you get supplies and maybe bully people. Um, I really, really like it though. Um, how how have you been doing? Um, we're in the same position, both age-wise and with school. So I just want to check in on you. Are you okay? I do, actually. Um, no, no, thank you, though. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm doing cognitive science. Yeah, and and you? Film? Holy shit. Well, we we might actually we might actually be in uh, the same circles. I'm in a cinematic arts fraternity. Um, yeah, yeah. They let me in. It was like grinder. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in a cinematic arts fraternity at UC Berkeley. 
Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's way cooler. That's San Francisco. Yeah, Berkeley is nothing. Berkeley is an anomaly. Uh, it's just a bunch of lines on the already existing Oakland, and then they slapped a school, uh, and they were like, now this is something else for rich people. Uh, yeah, I got in by doing dishes, so I can make that joke. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea how much time I have. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I, <laughs> I have time for, for one last bit. Um, I'm an addict. Um, hello, my name is Kiva, um, and uh, I brought this up with me. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, was I thinking it's a so this is actually a Soren. Um, this is a nicotine vaporizer, which is what I call it when I left it in an elderly man's Uber. Um, this can get you high uh, for nothing, pretty much. You can wake up in the morning indoors and have the fattest head rush of your life. Uh, it's killing me slowly. Um, but I, I brought it up here because it's like my, uh, it's like my security blanket now. Like I, I don't make any decision, any decisions until I've vaped my brain away. Uh, because then everything is chill. Um, and you don't do the, like the panic button. Um, I make a lot of decisions because I'm just trying to get rid of that moment of crisis feeling. Um, but if I vape, then I could even careen slowly on the freeway and be okay with it. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. All right, thank you guys. <laughs> All right, let's give it up one more time for Kiva. Uh, I left the sheet. What's your last name? Uhuru. Kiva Uhuru. Uh, was that your first time performing? No, okay, I was gonna say, that's a fantastic job if it were. Um, yeah, stand-up comedy, I feel like, is a really uh, a narrow, it's like a tightrope, right? We gotta balance uh, both extreme uh, self-hatred, uh, my, my god, what's it called? Insecurity, with also extreme uh, like pathological narcissism. Uh, yeah, I identify as a stand-up comic, so my preferred pronouns are I, me, and mine. Uh, <laughs> There we go, room full of comics. All right, so that has been our lineup of stand-up comedian funny people at the Watch and Learn, but don't go anywhere just yet. We got a really fun game for everybody who's still remaining. What we're gonna do is a lightning round where I'm gonna hit you with three categories and you're gonna have three minutes to tell jokes about these, about these categories that you get hit with, right? So think on your feet and stuff, something I'm doing poorly right now. Um, I'm gonna light you after each minute uh, just to give you a sense of like where you are. So I'm going to hit you with three categories. If you want to skip it, uh, just let me know and we can skip to the next category. I um, guess we'll just go clockwise from the people I see in the room right now. So let's start. You want to start, Suzanne? Yeah. So welcome to the stage. Welcome back to the stage. Suzanne Kristopovich. Um, I feel like if my dad knew what Crocs were, he would buy them and wear them, I guess. Uh, let's see. I had a grandmother. Uh, let me tell you about her. She passed away, but she was, uh, her existence was pretty hard on the family. 
she was in her 80s and had dementia. She had survived breast cancer twice. She once went into a bank, actually not just one bank, but several of her banks that she kept switching and basically was an old lady white terrorist an old by yelling that she was going to blow the place up. Um, that's not a joke. I'm just talking about my family now. <laughs> um, but yeah, she didn't even really have a weapon on her. Uh, except her old husband's empty pistol. But uh, yeah, one time she ripped a Bible in half because her blind husband uh, gave away her violin. Uh, so she must have been very bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, sure, I'll talk about my cat that I have at my parents' house. He has gotten attacked quite a bit by other cats in his lifetime, and he was wearing a cone for a while, uh, but my mom got tired of seeing him in his cone. He he was almost done healing, but it just got in the way, and his fur was mat, uh, matted, so she bought these uh, baby onesies and kind of just cut them off and made crop top shirts and, like, put it on him. So he's wearing um, cut-off baby onesies and he looks really buff in them because they're pretty tight (laughs) (laughs) i don't really have any jokes uh on the spot politics i know (laughs) uh let's see politics i feel like the politics nowadays or it always has been basically if politics just the concept lived in a house both both of the sides the Democratic and Republican sides, they live upstairs, but they're in their own separate rooms with the doors shut, yelling, and no one's willing to meet in the hallway. You know? Okay. I'm done with that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, next person. <laughs> Yeah, the real split's not between the left and the right. It's between the people upstairs and the people in the basement. Let's be real, everybody. Uh, I live in my parents' basement. No, no. They do pay my rent, though. (laughs) Even worse. Uh, (laughs) Next comic coming to the stage. Same game. Please welcome Vyas Satya back to... Blue? The topic is blue. Sex or drugs or oh, opposite of comedy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Just be really dirty. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I can be dirty. Uh, yeah, sex and stuff. Um, damn, I just did all my dirty material. Uh, <laughs> uh, I um. I like to, oh, I can, I know what to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever like um, not closed your tabs while watching porn? Uh, See, I had this, (laughs) I had this, I had this uh, awkward encounter um, where um, I I was actually making fun of my friends and uh, we were on discord and uh, uh, so he, I was calling him baby. So I found a picture of a baby and I sent it to him. Uh, And then, uh, and then I decided I'm going to watch porn. Uh, after that, 
now, what happened was I, I watched porn, and when I was done, I decided, okay, I'll, I'll close the tab. Uh, but I hadn't fully, like, um, you know, pulled up my pants or anything. Um, so I, if you took a picture right then, you would have found me with my dick out and a bunch of pictures of babies. <laughs> All right. PC culture. All right. Oh my God. I don't even know if I should be doing this bits. Okay. Um, <laughs> hopefully, th is this part of the recording? All right. Um, <laughs> when I was in Texas, uh, my second week there, this is a true story. Uh, my second week there, I was worried about being like people being racist and uh, uh, to me. And what happened was this guy actually came up to me and he called me the N-word. Uh, this white guy, he flexed his muscle and which is a weird thing to do when you call someone an N-word. It's like, does it have to do with, you know, being supreme? Like, has this guy ever seen the NBA before? Uh, I don't think white people are that physically supreme. Um, and uh, so I, I, always, I always was scared that, okay, maybe he'll just, like, push me to the ground and, like, kick me. Uh, and I was worried that if that happened, the racists would just come by and they would not help me. But I'm even more worried that that would happen, like, somewhere like here, where uh, I'd be like, help, help, this guy called me a nigga. And then that guy would be like, did you just say the N-word? Uh, and then he would join in and start kicking me, too. Um, it would be like a matrimony of bigotry. Uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sports. Um, okay, uh, there are some some guys like Isaiah Thomas. Have you guys heard of him? He's named after another Isaiah Thomas, uh, who was really good at basketball. Now that's a risky move. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, there are probably like 4,792 Michael Jordans out there uh, who are accountants. Uh, <laughs> every day they go to work, they crumple a piece of paper, throw in the trash, miss, and they're like, "Fuck my life is a meme." All right, those are all set up jokes before, but thanks. <laughs> all right, one more time for Vyas Satya. Yeah, I was watching the uh, the Golden State Warriors yesterday play some basketball. I'm not a big basketball fan, you know, as you can tell, because I don't know what team they're even playing. Uh, but there's this uh, there's this one white guy on the team who's like seven foot tall. I forget his last name. Starts with a B. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Bogut. Yes. Every time he's on the floor, it's like get him off. He has no idea what he's doing. You know, not all white people are bad at basketball though, because uh, Clay Thomas had a great game. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, please welcome your next uh, contestant uh, back to the stage. Please welcome Kiva. Urhu. All right, hit me. <laughs> drugs? Oh my god. Oh fuck me. Uh, now this is just therapy. I do too many drugs, y'all. Um, I I, <laughs> I did drugs <laughs> so much. Um, I did so much weed in Ireland, uh, thinking that the weed is not strong. Um, I think I had some shit weed that was grown in Ireland, so that gave me the confidence to later accept, like, half this guy's supply. He just rolled joint after joint after joint, and as I'm like, four joints in, he's like, hey, I got this from Amsterdam, and I was gone. Uh, my personality was changed forever. Uh, f for the better, actually, I was super... Ch <laughs> uh, that's, that's drugs. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Food? Um, I love it when people, uh, compare food and sex. 
uh, however, wh whatever way they choose to do. Uh, some people will eat something and be like, oh my god, that's orgasmic. Um, I think I have a fetish because I really appreciate it the other way, where it's like, that's cakes for days and it's means ass. Um, I love when people say, uh, I want to like unpeel you like an orange. Uh, I don't want that ever said to me. I just love <laughs> when people are just so ferocious about their desire that they're willing to go, like it's, it's literally consummate uh yeah no i think i think that that's really fun uh <laughs> that's i think that's done yeah <laughs> bullies um i got bullied by this chick. <laughs> this is just therapy i got bullied by this chick um in middle school for being gay she's gay now like she's so she's like famous for being gay uh, she sings and is hot, so that's also why she's famous. But no, she's like, as s s performers like women, like, fuck you. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Um, I think that I was actually getting bullied for being, uh, for being ugly and a dork. Um, and I was just, I was just fucking up her vibe. Uh, because as, as, as you know, a lot of people who are attracted to women, um, when they walk, when they walk into the room and there's one woman who's just not hot, suddenly that's the enemy. It's like I, my boner is, <laughs> is versus you. Uh, so I think that's why she bullied me. <laughs> that's it. Oh, we only get three? I thought this was lightning in the sense that I could get a high score. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucked up. Uh, yeah, you hit me with something else if I still have time. Clean? Um, I think that it's really funny that we all used to draw that S. Isn't that crazy? Um, that's the cleanest joke I have. Isn't it crazy, kids, how you all used to draw that one S? <laughs> with the th you know. Everybody knows. You don't even have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ah. Give it up one more time for Kiva. Yeah. Unpeel you like a banana. Unpeel you like an orange. I mean, man, it puts the lotion on its skin. Am I right? Uh, so um, next contender coming to the stage. Welcome David Stolowitz back. Hit me one more time. Right. Pop songs. <laughs> um, I'm really depressed with pop music, actually. I mean, I, I try to be open-minded and stuff. I, I like Nora Jones, but everybody else thinks she sucks, even though she won a Grammy Award and she has a gorgeous voice. I think it's just because she's soft and gentle and puts people to sleep. And it, it's not uh, politically exciting enough, even though she writes jokes where she like makes fun of the presidents and stuff. She wrote this great... A uh, song about Halloween and how about how she just wanted to wake up and scream like it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Relationships. Um, let's see. They're like uh, plants. You have to keep watering them or feeding them. Or I don't know. I lost the metaphor. Um, I'm not an expert on relationships or anything, but I like being happy. And uh, I think it's it's an important element. Uh, I think a lot of people get into love and they have this idea that love is like endless drama. I think that's from too many telenovelas and soap operas. Um, because sometimes love is just hella chill. Like you're just relaxing. It's not always about television, but uh, you know, it's, it's not always a war. And you can't wrap it up in an hour and a half. So like movies are deceptive that way. Yeah.
Why is there a competition? I mean, some comedians get so anal about this. They're just like, it's so much harder to be a comedian, okay? You'll never know what it's like. You'll never know. <laughs> I like being with musicians. I love doing mixed mics, um, whether you have to be clean or not, because I just enjoy the experience. But everybody's like, when's it my turn? When's it my turn? Then they get up and they do their five and then it's gone. They don't want to support the venue at all. But I love musicians. And, um, because, like, they fall back on comedy when they're warming things up or something goes awry. And, you know, there are really good allies. And so we should cultivate the relationship. Yeah. Like one or the other? Uh, well, I was in an alternative school in uh, junior high. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we lived in portables. And uh, we were a 100 of us and referred to our teachers by their first names. And uh, I, I did all right and stuff. Um, they left me out of the yearbook, though. Like, there was a photo of me, but they didn't say who it was. Which is weird, because, like, I was actually rather popular in ninth grade. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Not for that, but... <laughs> um, yeah, education doesn't always happen at schools, and that's sad. Um, although, if you do homeschooling, you get Ian Levy, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired of toilet humor. Um, but uh, once in a while, it'll make me laugh. I just I don't live in San Francisco anymore, so it's not always a pressing issue, especially on my shoe. <laughs> All right, I'll work on it. I'll work. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was David Stolowitz. Give it up one more time for David Stolowitz. All right, so scatological humor is like poop jokes, which is just one letter away from eschatological humor, which is jokes about the end times as revealed in the book of Revelations. Uh, just one letter different. Just one letter different. Look it up. All right. Um, your next comic coming to the stage, final contender for the evening. Please welcome Rachel Pinson. All right, all right. Relationships. Uh, so recently my ex found out that I was doing comedy and he wanted to hear some of it. So I sent him one of these amazing podcasts from Mutiny Radio and he was like, yeah, yeah, that was good, but one of your jokes was overdone. I'm like, which one? And he was like, the one about astrology. And then he sent me meme after meme to prove that it was overdone. And I'm like, damn, we've been broken up over a year, and you still make me feel insecure. Uh, shit, insecurity was the next category. <laughs> 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 uh, hand in hand, yeah. Uh, okay, this one. Uh, mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. Oh, I already made a joke about Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Did you do insecurity or... Uh, uh, uh. uh uh, the first time I did Muni Radio, I felt really insecure because I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know. Um, and another one. Just give me a different one. Okay. Um, drugs. <laughs> drugs, drugs, drugs. Uh, I'm a hippie, and I got offered a lot of free drugs because of it. And then I found out that doesn't happen to everybody. I just have tits. PC culture. Pass. Pass. Okay. <laughs> um, school jokes. 
school jokes. Um, I really hated high school. I hated it because I had double D's in high school and that made all the girls really mean to me and all the boys harass me. But I really just can't wait until I get old enough to throw my tits over my shoulder and it won't hurt my back anymore. <laughs> the punchline had nothing to do with school, but that's just like therapy, like you said, <laughs> like therapy. Uh, people think it's really weird that I hitchhiked and they think it's really dangerous. Like I'll get in a car with any stranger and I tell people that at bars and then they cut me off so they can get in their Uber and hop in a car with a stranger. Uh, television. television. Um, <laughs> I don't, I can't think of anything for television for some reason. Pornography. Pornography. Um, all right. Well, uh. I wish I was fat enough to do BBW porn. <laughs> uh, because I'm not thin enough to be to do regular porn, but I'm not fat enough to do BBW porn, but I'm working on it. Uh, video games. 30 seconds. Video games. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything. This is hard. Yeah, 10 seconds. Mathematics. Um, oh. I stayed up all night the other night, actually for two nights in a row, because I had a terrible math problem. It's a joke on about meth, um, actually. I don't, I don't do meth. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. That, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, give me some categories. Animals. Animals are innocent, everybody. Uh, animals, yeah. Let's see, I'm a dog person. I grew up with dogs. I like dogs. Cats, cats are okay. Oh, I remember this image vividly of my dog finding a cat in our backyard and he walked up to the cat and he was super curious. And he like looked at the cat and the cat just fucking punched him in the face and my dog was super pissed and then the cat ran away right up a tree. And uh, my it's like such an injustice. And he, was, he went by the tree and he just started barking a lot and I thought that cat's definitely not gonna come down if you keep barking at him. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't count for, very, very difficult, I'm realizing. All right, hit me with another one. Uh, racism. Racism, all right. Um, yeah, you know, Tucker Carlson once said <laughs> that the United States has, been, has always been a very tolerant society. I know. But before you object with, you know, what about the uh, genocide of brown people? What about the enslavement of black people? Just realize that you know, the United States has tolerated those sorts of things. <laughs> kind of a thinker. Wow, wow, I thought that would get some. There we go, I got someone laughing in the back. I swear to God, there's someone laughing. <laughs> Thank you, Kiva. Uh, all right. Shoes. Shoes are a category to make a joke about. Yeah, clothing, okay, here's something. Uh, I, a long time ago, um, I decided that uh, I am not gonna ever think about what I wear uh, again because that can, that can take something like three minutes, five minutes every day, it adds up. So I just made a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday outfit and uh, I never have to think about what I have to wear. Uh, and whenever, I know when I need to buy new clothes because basically they'll develop holes and things like that. And uh, where is the joke gonna come, Mikhail? I thought if I just start talking, it's like some funny's gonna present itself, but no, it didn't. It's more like exhibitionism, uh, which, <laughs> Come to think of it, is a lot like stand-up comedy. 
Uh, um, yeah, hit me with another one. Relatives, yeah. So my brother is a fascist. Uh, oh wait, not a fascist, a homeowner. Sorry, he's a homeowner. <laughs> I get them confused. Uh, and uh, he, uh, has a, he has a dog, and he has in his house, he has this sign that says, beware of dog. And I just thought, man, Alex, this is my brother, by the way. Uh, man, if you just take that sign, beware of dog, and you just slap an S on the end, you'll have at least doubled your defenses in a credulous criminal's mind, you know? Beware of dogs, a lot scarier. You know, one dog's a problem, two dogs, you're gonna lose that fight. Uh, God damn it, how much time do I have left? All right, hit me with another one. Um, uh, the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, cool. Oh, yeah, right. Alex, Alex Jones, what a fucking joke. What a fucking joke that person is. Um, all right, hey, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for participating in Watch and Learn at Mutiny Radio. This has been an honor to fill in for Capital P. I hope I did decent. And, um, and make sure that you tip your bartenders. And uh, if, you, uh, if you perform, make sure you put money in this uh, here uh, receptacle. Uh, the coffer, sorry. Uh, thank you so much. My name is Mikhail. Have a wonderful evening and uh, call your mom tomorrow for Mother's Day. pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Quality, quality, good, and you understand, understand things that's plain, plain. Okay.
However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stage at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun 
done karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tusser Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 